Hello. Today we are going to talk about the mind. No, not the mind as in the west, but the mind as in manas from a Vedic perspective. What if I were to tell you that mind is not the brain? Woo, mind is not the brain. In fact, mind is everywhere in our body. It pervades not only inside our body, but also outside our body. It pervades and the only area in our body that mind is not active is the nails and the hair the hair on our head it's not active on hair body any body hair and nails it's everywhere it's an all pervading entity that kind of controls us and we control it through intelligence and the yes the mind uses the brain as its seat of control and where is that brain it's between shiras and tadu between the head and the heart palate right and this is where it is using the mind which is everywhere is using the brain it is also using the heart it is because we are more than just our physical body we are an energetic entity and mind is part of it energetic entity what is mind powered by a mind cannot function without a power without its engine so what powers the engine of the mind atma soul spirit which resides in the heart we can say that the seat of the mind is in the heart because the atma or the soul that resides in the heart is powering the engine of this mind and what does the mind do from a vedic perspective mind can generate its circulate emotions so where are it's is it circulating emotions in our brain now everywhere emotions are being circulated in our heart in our hands in our fingers in our legs in our backside in our tummy it's everywhere wherever the mind is which is everywhere the only place where it's not generating emotion and circulating is our nails and hair so without further ado let's listen to this philosophical lecture about perspective of mind So now we're discussing the manas disorders in ayurvedic and yogic texts and what reason we are use the word yoga because if you go read charaka samhita or sushrutha samhita or madhav nidan you know how in the western world you have the medicine and it's all about physical ailments and then you have psychological and psychiatric disorders and there are so many of them how many psychiatric disorders are there how many psychological disorders are there it's a completely different branch ayurveda really doesn't have a separate manas disorder for example attention headache is a manas disorder not being able to sleep is a manas disorder feeling angry all the time is a manas disorder uh not being satvik is a manas disorder so it's a completely different way of looking at manas disorders does it make sense so th- there is not separate like, like if if you were a kapha person and the the demarcation is not by psychology and psychiatric condition the demarcation i mean not that they are not there there are for example you have uh you have convulsions you have uh uh 
you there are a few you know it is called apasmara so if you've seen a uh, these uh sculptures of lord shiva dancing it's called nataraj in which he's dancing and one of his foot is on one of uh, an asura a demon called apasmara apasmara is convulsion it's epilepsy and even most you would be surprised if you go read these books a lot of these diseases have come out of devatas <laughs> devatas the uh, uh, like jwara jwara is uh, you know fever there's whatever 20 kind of fever or whatever different kinds of fevers have come out of uh, rudra shiva and apasmara was an actual asura a demon who was killed by shiva and it's manifest as epilepsy and things like that so when when we are in practitioner we get into all of that from the from the counselor you have a very small scope for example we've already done the insomnia yes and i think everybody was clear on insomnia general anxiety general stuff we've already done so what is it that we are concerned with this you already know let's go straight into what is first of all it doesn't matter what their psychologist or psychiatrist have said if a person comes to you and they're depressed and they're anxious or they have a disturbed mind even if they do not have a prognosis from their uh a counselor or therapist or uh you know neurologist or whosoever they're seeing remember what we, what is disturbing if a person is feeling a lot of anger or they are just too much in grief they're going crazy in grief or they are too much you know anxiety begets anxiety have you heard a person can work themselves up i you see this in children all the time you have a small child they want something and you say disha you you'll see that in your little kitties right and they will throw a fit and they work themselves up you can see with with ishan <laughs> he was a, slightly younger it's almost like he was deciding whether i need to throw a fit or not so he he would throw a fit his whole face you could feel that red rising on his face and eyes becoming big and the lips start quivering and we say no we are not going to do that we are not going to buy you this or whatever and then this they frenzy themselves up the children to this state of their like no and then crying and throwing things and going nuts so the if a person tends to be very anxious and that is there's nothing wrong with that but there's what ayurveda is saying there is a point where we uh, fuel our anxiety by more anxiety doesn't make sense and this is it's not making uh, it's not putting down people who have anxiety that's not what we are talking about we are talking about when you know what was the one slide we did if you think about something a lot i'll give you one example so in ayurveda pitta person is supposed to have 6 to 7 hours is enough uh a good sleep for pitta according to ayurveda so i had a I had a client. They said I don't feel the need to sleep but I I have insomnia and I said why do you think you have insomnia? 
she said i'm so anxious that i'm only getting 7 hours of sleep and the doctor says i need 8 hours this is a pitta person so in one week if i'm uh, getting 7 hours so i'm i'm losing 49 hours of sleep in a <laughs> in a month you know i don't know what how she was calculating so you're supposed to get 8 hours uh, a day right so every night at least 8 hours and then in 7 days what is uh, 8 times 7 whatever 56 so 56 hours and i am i'm only getting 7 hours per day that means i am losing uh, i don't know uh, i'm i that 7 hours that i'm losing per week uh, adds up to in 30 days uh, 200 i don't know how many she came up with this number with me 49 hours a month and 210 hours that's a so this is a pitta mind right <laughs> and i it was so hard for me not to laugh because I said what are the symptoms of you having insomnia? She was well rested, she was exercising, she had a good diet. Everything is fine. But she was more anxious about it because the doctor said she needed 8 hours, but she is a pitta person and there is apps she she gets up in the morning, she's completely fresh. She doesn't need the 8 hours. It it was a frenzy created because she was told that she needed eight hours. I said you don't need eight hours. Seven hours is enough for you, and that kind of blew her mind. It's like what? I said just, and she was taking a nap. So she was making, she was taking a ten fifteen minute nap in the afternoon. I said all you need is if you feel if you feel you're not feeling well, just take a nap. This is your cycle. This is your nightly cycle, and we all have a different. And she's like. you mean so she, the all her anxiety was coming from the fact that she's not getting so this is the kind of talking about yeah or if somebody's that's a really great example jayanti so with the hair fall and skin because we can immediately see our hair falling or we can immediately see skin issues and with the with women with us ladies you know anti aging is like a i don't know billions of dollars of industry because when we see oh my god gravity and my breasts are falling and i have oh my god my face is drooping and i'm getting wrinkles how am i getting old hey we all we all get old but we want to kind of look young and it can the, the point is it's good to go get a facial and get these things but when we when we get anxious about these things then we actually create more problem it's a vicious cycle that's that's what i'm saying One thing I wanted to share, and Indraji, I I gave you this. Uh, thank you for doing it. The I gave you this feedback in your quiz, both in Canvas also on Slack. So we talked about ekatva and anutva before. So there is a ekatva anutva also in the yoga process. That's not what we are talking about. This is not ekatva and anutva. From this is we are talking about from Ayurvedic. For example, uh, if you are seeing a movie. a movie is basically 24 or 48 images that are going very fast in one second it looks like it's an entire movie that is the or if you're driving a car and you you know and your mind wanders somewhere and then comes back but you're still driving the car you didn't stop it's like i your autopilot takes over you're able to multitask that is the quality of ekatva and anutva right or you you're reading a book but your mind now as you were reading a book your mind starts imagining the visualizing what the book is what the characters look like right 
so that is what we're talking about ikatva and anutva so thank you so much for sharing for those who did so this is our first ayurvedic does anyone know uh, again uh, indira jayanti nandini again you'll have to put it in the chat as i cannot hear madhmoha matsarya does anyone know this yeah so this is also in the yogic texts so this in ayurveda this is not technically a disease but it is one of the things that is a precursor that leads to any kind of mental imbalance so let's start with moha first i want to do moha first moha is like a trying to attain a state where your perceptions are altered can you think of something that alters our per- perception alcohol drugs and i think they just legalized those psychedelic mushrooms somewhere or some did they or they trying to do it where was it i don't remember is it australia <laughs> i mean honestly i mean i'm all for it the problem is not the psychedelic substances or alcohol in a small amount it is fine it is when people overdo it oh yeah even in denver awesome yeah exactly so whether it's alcohol or drugs or um uh, anything yeah social media too great indraji you're absolutely right too much social media to anything that leads to an altered perception or a dream like state even what to speak of that i remember you know kids I see that in Ishan and I've I've talked to other moms you know when kids are on uh playing video games for hours and hours they come out with this expression on their face and they're somewhere else I don't let uh yeah too much I do that too this I have binge I binge watch but I I make sure that you know I put a I I, I yeah I'll have like a an alarm go off stop watching <laughs> i know this some of them are so good you want to keep on watching i'm watching the 100 right now so after 3 episodes i have my alarm go off no more <laughs> okay i know we do all do that but yeah the the point is anything that leads to a dream like state so if you watch doing a video game for like an hour or hour and a half or watching tv or social media or alcohol or a drug or anything it is continuously doing it every single day you stayed up late till 3 am you okay hope you're okay the <laughs> yeah so i have alarms go off because i'm so bad at this thing my alarm goes off uh at uh 9 o'clock so usually there is a class between 8 to 9 or 7 to 8 and 8 to 9 is you know clean the kitchen get ready for uh sleep and then we tell uh harikatha and stories and uh read a book and then go to bed usually by 10ish and that i don't change it for anything 
it doesn't matter because oh my god no yeah you have to be, you have to be like even with yourself you have to discipline um i give you one example this state so i'll give you in a little bit so this is one and the thing is our senses they can handle one day two day even three days when it becomes a habit it changes our brain chemistry it changes our senses and it can manifest in a mental imbalance or where a person ends up you know with an actual diagnosis so this is a precursor doesn't make make sense another is mother let's do mother mother is very interesting you know how uh, i don't know but i was very pretty when i was young in my teenager and 20s i was really beautiful you should i'll show you pictures sometimes i even did in my early uh, very early 20s i did some modeling just my face and what not i was in television i was uh, doing some acting in television and stuff like that very young so you know at that time oh no you should see that point is i if i could talk to that manjulali if i could talk to that girl and say oh, you stupid girl you are so intoxicated by you being beautiful i had these really long gorgeous hair that i was so intoxicated by oh my god i'm so pretty if i could just whack her and say <laughs> be a better person so i wasn't that bad but i think it's the people that i associated with the television industry and modeling but i've seen this with teenagers when we people who are born in super rich families really really rich families or people who are born who are extremely beautiful or even not extremely even just a little bit beautiful in this day and age at least when i was young being thin wasn't considered beautiful now being thin at least in india every like all actors are zero size i don't know what's happening there um this intoxication with beauty or power you know think of these rock stars who get famous at age 14 and 15 and 16 and they have all these millions of dollars and they're doing these stupid things you know i mean there's so many examples they are kind of mother they are intoxicated with their rock star power and i'm pretty and i have money and i'm so famous you know uh this is or power people want to be powerful or beautiful or have money these are like the triggers for society for powerful people right this too much a little bit is fine if you're too much invested in being too beautiful or too powerful or too wealthy or too famous and that can cause and become a hate for a mental imbalance is the be clear on mother and moha and this is a little bit i don't know how to explain it let me think about it can you can you think of an example you'll again have to type it atattva abhinivesham absorption in a completely false idea actually i can totally think of it but i won't record it because that would not be nice anybody sometimes when people fall in love they totally imagine something totally different from what the other person is oh i can hear you yeah that is amazing that is great 
for whatever reason when when we're in love or we're in lust or whatever it's like you know say you see you're seeing the person with rose oh yes jessie that's an amazing example that is that is really i mean if you think that it can get any worse and it does doesn't it but as far as that person is concerned it's completely right right so this is something it starts off with absorption in a completely false idea but it can end up as psychosis is what ayurveda says so you know when people have a psycho you know there is another uh, thing that happens i don't know if you know about this some women after they give birth postpartum you know they can have postpartum psychosis and there is example of their of these things in our text textbooks and they can believe that you know you know like all of us who have had babies we all have had these little things we will come and see if our baby is still breathing yeah yeah phantom pregnancy too we we have these little oh my god is the baby still breathing is the baby still alive oh my god oh i i used to get up i still get up at night and check on uh, isha <laughs> he's almost 9 years old but we check like 3 4 times new moms baby okay oh my god what if something happens to the baby there's like you know we have this little fear and or but it doesn't get to the point where we become absorbed in a false idea but once you get absorbed you know the people who for example the phantom pregnancy the gentry is talking about it, they get so absorbed in it that they actually their uterus starts expanding they look pregnant so from ayurvedic perspective mother moha and atatva bhinavesh are the precursors that we need to work with once they have had a prognosis from their doctor then we cannot do anything i'm going to take a one minute break and uh, drink some water oh so that's part of ocd right obsessive compulsive disorder one of the things that gets me going that the word ocd is just thrown around a lot it is also possible disha ji if a person is undergoing like a shani dasha or a dasha in, in their jyotish chart they can become you know some um, some of these symptoms will manifest and when they when that dasha that karma is over then they are fine so they throw around the word ocd just a lot so here is a slide on mother or intoxication so in the west when they talk about intoxication they are not concerned with intoxication of beauty or youth or power they own only considered with chemical intoxicants right so that is one so there is a correlation they believe in this too except for them if someone is just too full of themselves and thinks they're so powerful or beautiful or whatever that is not that is not a problem that is not a psychological issue or if somebody is narcissistic we seen these billionaires they are really narcissistic that's part of mother intoxication with wealth right but from a western perspective only chemical intoxicants are mother moha or bewilderment 
from western perspective so we've talked about our perspective how moha can be so word is moha or samoha here in the last here you will see it is samoha samohana so samohan have you heard of pi piper like or bewitched somebody is completely bewitched or you know they will say oh this girl has completely bewitched you this witch has completely bewitched you that is samohan it means completely under the spell that's what it means but from the western perspective we can compare moha to cognitive dissonance does anyone understand this cognitive dissonance because we are short on time i can put articles on cognitive dissonance and some examples in the slack 